What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched The Babysitter, 2017 Netflix original film. It's a horror movie and a dark comedy and... And directed by McGee. Yeah. And the he's... poor man's Michael Bay. <laughs> we'll get back to that. These are our first <laughs> impressions of the film with spoilers. So if you don't want uh, the film to be spoiled, it's not brand new. So you're no. kind of running out of time yeah, um, it's, it's to be mad about years spoilers. Ago now. 2017. Yeah. Do you know how many years ago that was, Kevin? Five. It was five Although the movie didn't come out exactly years five ago. years. It was probably like a Halloween release. Yes. September 10th, 2020. So, so four and a half. Four, yeah. Yeah. But still, a long time ago. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a dark, teenage horror, stabby, cult, devil worship. Movie. Movie. And hijinks ensue, and it's gory. Yeah. Those um, are all true statements. I enjoyed it as a Good. horror film. It wasn't scary. It was we not talked, scary. We talked about these slasher films not not being scary, being like gory. Yeah. And gross. Yeah, it was both but, of those things. Um I mean, it's not like my favorite <laughs> scary movie I've seen in no, a while. I did think I I feel like I don't always like comparing movies to other movies, but watching this I was like, oh, I wish I was watching Jennifer's Body. <laughs> He's had that re- reaction a couple of times. It's a good recently. movie. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is in the, this the is, mediocre. This is lane. fine. It's yeah. fine. It's it was. It was it's fun. got some good jokes. It's got some fine scares. I guess like not like like. This is what I appreciated about yeah. it. Yeah, it was like Home Alone, but. Horror. Yeah. And that's if I really sold what it, it was. That way, I think it was it, more interesting. Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, weirdly, one of the other movies I thought about putting on the list today, uh, but didn't, was Don't Breathe, which is like a reverse home alone. It's about a group of teenagers breaking into an old man's house and getting murdered for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that's. I had that. I had a similar thought. I'm like, oh, this is like Home Alone. Um, but horror. But horror. And not really burglars. No. But, but intruders. Intruders. Unwanted intruders. It's, so it's basically about a 12-year-old boy who's picked on and is kind of nerdy mm-hmm. and is really hot, cool... Babysitter. Babysitter. Um, who's just like the perfect everything. Yeah. And... Um, and her, his parents go away for the weekend, and she comes to babysit and um, invites some friends over, and they perform like a sacrifice, yeah, a satanic and, ritual. Uh, and and then he sees it, and then everybody dies. The end. Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> gruesome. Yeah. Um, the, the sort of like funny gruesome. Which which is not uncommon to these um, types of movies, the horror comedy, um, where it's the it's it's playing on the jump scare as punchline. Um, I think the example of the guy like falling down the stairs onto the pointy award, award 
like it's as the sort of it's ridiculous it's ridiculous the way that the jock like ended up hanging, hanging himself, himself on a rope. yeah the way that that happened was, was like what no sure okay. i guess i don't think that's how anything works but okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that sort of a yeah, heightened cartoony campy there's the word i'm looking for yeah violence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah uh i i appreciated that it was also pretty much told from cole the, 12 the kid's year old perspective. perspective yeah i thought it, i liked that there were some like weird kind of sound effects. Like there's one point where the jock makes a, a bow and arrow gesture, and you hear yes. the sound effects yes. that, that like um, kind of cartoony. Yeah, uh, they have they're not title cards, but the captions. Like, yeah, the captions that say like he pulls out a pocket knife and, and it's and, like and pocket, pocket knife. knife. Um, and just some things yeah. that that were like little punchline sort of i would have liked more of that yes i thought it was used very unevenly yeah and i would have liked which which made the film tonally confused sometimes yes like because it wasn't fully committed to telling it from cole's perspective yeah i think and um so that yeah it's tonally uneven but i i liked those efforts i did too I thought they were funny. I thought they were interesting. And made it slightly different than all the other teen slasher yeah. films out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't believe they killed the black guy second. <laughs> um, did they kill him second? Well, I thought it was first at first, but then I remembered they did the human sacrifice before him. <laughs> But it was awfully early in the film. Uh, to be fair, I think they killed the cops before that. Oh, I guess that's that's true. That's true. Yeah. So it was it was spaced further. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes. I'm yeah, rolling. I had the exact same thought though when he died. I was like, oh, okay. Just just gonna do that then. It was the the he was the first of the the like satanic teens yeah. to die. Yes, he was the first of the satanic teens. To Innocents die. had died. Innocent people had died before that. Yes, but uh, yeah, but yes, he was he was one of the first to die. Mm-hmm. Um, the aforementioned award through the neck. Was his death, which was again shocking, funny in that sort of horror comedy way. Um, I mean, even Bella Thorne, she's a cheerleader, yeah, gets shot before that, but but doesn't she doesn't die. die. Like she, <laughs> she she's keeps one of the last back. ones to die. Yeah, I was so I was hoping, and I guess at no point do they actually complete the ritual, which is is interesting. Um, but I was expecting some sort of a supernatural element. I thought maybe, like, they couldn't die. Yeah. Like, I thought that... Like, maybe they had done... the cheerleader was shot, like, Mm -hmm. they'd already done some preliminary devil worship. Yeah. And 
and she was gonna bounce back. She was bulletproof. Yeah, well, and I think there's 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 a reading of the movie up to that point that supports that because um, B the babysitter has been around for a while. She's not like just rolled into town. She's it's established that she's been his babysitter for some time. His neighbor is like, you know, they always get up to goofy stuff, um, you know, when when you're asleep. And so, like, there's a reading where, like, hey, this is a thing they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And thus, they have achieved some level of immortality or, mm-hmm. or super strength or, or any number of ways you could go with that. I think that would have been more interesting. I agree entirely. <laughs> Try to meet the art where it's at. Yes. But I do think that that would have been... More, more interesting, interesting. Um, because then then that does move it further away from home alone horror movie i think but where they're just human and they they're die. just people they die in kind of weird goofy ways goofy goofy accident kind of ways yeah but um i forgot where i was going with that but they're still human. They're still human. They're still people. They are... Uh, again, if you're looking at it from, like, the Cole perspective, they're all, like, high school seniors, so they're clearly, like, superior beings already mm-hmm. is a a potential reading of that. Because um, the the jock is like, you want a head start? When he's like, you're gonna, I'm going to chase you down. And Cole is smart enough to go, you're a quarterback. There's no way I'm going to outrun you. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought there was some smart setup at the beginning. They set it up where, like, Cole is at that kind of weird stage where you're not a kid anymore, mm-hmm. but you're also not fully a teenager yes. into that. And so you're, like, transitioning out of childhood into mm-hmm. um, the next stage, whatever, yeah. whatever that is, and, and that he's still kind of being treated as a child mm-hmm. by his peers and his parents and... I thought that was an interesting setup. I wish they had done more. Yeah. Like, again, if it had been from his perspective, mm-hmm. more of... Yeah, well, I think there's there's just a lot of weird directorial choices. You said we'd get back to MG, or Mick G. Um, like, we put, we first meet Cole wearing these thick black glasses to sort of like emphasize his nerdiness and then they disappear partway through the movie and there's a line like i don't have to wear them all the time it's supposed to help correct my eye what's wrong with his eye i don't know the movie doesn't care and so i have trouble caring but it was those sorts of like we're just not gonna think about what we've established we're gonna just if we need it, we'll call back to it. But other than that, we're not setting things up. Mm-hmm. Like, his glasses didn't have any impact other than to make him look particularly nerdy at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, removing them by the end doesn't... Like, it's never, like, a moment, like, oh, he's grown up or he's changed. It's just he's not wearing them anymore because he went to bed. That's true. I 
Mickey rings a bell. I think it's because it's a unique name, and mm -hmm. I probably heard it once, and it just stuck. He. It, but I was looking at his bio, and he hasn't done a, like a lot of things that. I go. Oh yeah, I remember him for that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. No, that's probably true. Um, like the thing I always associate him with is the two thousands Charlie's Angels movies. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is why I call him a low rent Michael Bay. <laughs> Those really feel like that to me. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have necessarily the um, the artistic vision that Michael Bay does, <laughs> which is a weird statement in and of itself. That is, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, directed. I mean, Michael Bay does have artistic vision. Yes, it may be questionable at times. It but, may not be good, but, but he, he has, has it. it. And that's important. Um, he directed Rim of the World, which I think you watched with me. That was the I four kids remember. at summer camp during an alien invasion. This is not Ring a Bell okay. for me, but... We watched it at Alice's house. I've, but never, you may watched, not have been there. I've never watched a movie at Alice's house. Okay, so. well then you weren't there. I just yes. assumed you were because I watched most of my movies with you. It's true. Um, Except when I'm not with you. Yeah. And then he directed Terminator Salvation, which was the fourth Terminator The one with movie? Christian Bale in it. Yeah. Which I never saw. Um, and then other movies I've never heard of. And he, he's, he's kind of more a producer than he is a director. Hmm. Um, I think he did like music videos before that. Mm -hmm. But I might be just confusing with Michael Bay. Um, but... He, Mick G is, and I say this with some derision, an incredibly bankable director. Um, he knows how to make money in Hollywood, um, which is why he's done a lot of producing work. Um, that doesn't make good movies. <laughs> like, you don't have to make bad movies to make money in Hollywood, but you also don't have to make good movies. And yeah. I never feel like McGee tries to make good movies. <laughs> he tries to make bankable movies um, for what it's worth. This is a bankable. Yes. And this, like, I think, is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, Netflix promoted it pretty heavily when it came out. Um, because that was when they were still kind of early into the streaming originals game. Mm -hmm. um, they made a sequel in 2020 that I have no desire to see. Um, I don't remember seeing that pop up on any of my Netflix suggestions. I mean, it's like, been in our list since it came up. but Well, I remember seeing The Babysitter come yeah. out, but I don't remember seeing the second one. No, oh, I don't remember. I saw. I, I know this is the second one because I saw it on Wikipedia. Yeah. Not because yeah. I saw it promoted at all. But it's it's fine. It it's tries fine. to do some interesting things. It does. It doesn't follow through. Yeah. So it kind of lands at the fine. Mm hmm I will say one thing that I particularly enjoyed, um, double extra spoilers, um, when Cole steals the car and drives it into his house, he... Like, the movie has established that there is a treehouse roof on his front yard, mm -hmm. which he then uses to, like, ramp off and, and flip out. 
which is nice because I feel like so many movies would just have him like hit a curb and fly up into space, which is not how any of that works. So the fact that they like put in enough of a reason that he's got a ramp like thing on his front yard that he can then use to drive a car into his house in a cool way. Yeah. I appreciated that. There were certain things that they were trying on. Yeah. I was like, hey, look, there's a payoff to that. Yeah. That was, that was nice. Yeah. I appreciate that setup and payoff. So when it fails to pay off in other ways, I'm more disappointed because it's not like they weren't trying at all, but I feel like they had a lot of ideas and then only did some of them. Like maybe they didn't know what the movie they were making at the time and it was only later they figured it out. It made me think of some comparisons to Fear Street yes. on Netflix because that's another teen yes. slasher. Of a film. similar era. I mean, um, Fear Street came out in 2019, didn't it? I thought it was 2020, but okay. it's... it. They, it's of an era. It's blending. Some of it came out during the pandemic, I know. Yeah. That, and it's been really fascinating to me as a series of mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And it feels like installments to a series of movies. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a TV show. Like... Like, a three-episode TV show. Rather with, than... <laughs> with two hours of each episode. Yes. It's kind of, and that's been a fascinating yeah. structure. I agree. It's been working for me. It's it's not... It's not the ten-hour movie problem where you have a TV yeah. show that's just a ten-hour movie. This yeah. is not... Which makes for bad TV shows. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm getting used to... Yeah, I'm, I can survive it now. And I think you can do it well, but a lot of them don't. Yeah, I was trying. But I feel like Fear Street does more interesting things. Now ask me what the interesting things are, and I don't remember. I mean, I can tell you what uh, I think Fear Street does that's more interesting. I can't can't remember. Um, I think it has the supernatural. I think it has a more fleshed out world and developed characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get this sort of like stereotypical introduction to some of these characters but then see them in more depth over the course of even just one of the movies mm-hmm. um that shows that it's not just using these tropes but is playing with them and and to a certain extent commenting on them um whereas something like the babysitter is just working on the tropes working with the tropes they're just putting them in and tropes are not bad but it's it is you know, I think part stock. of Fear Street, the character development part, is what reminds me of a, a TV yeah show. Yeah, I see, see that. Those characters develop, mm-hmm. which should be part of a film. Yeah. Should be. <laughs> you should have like an arc for your character. characters. Yeah, that they come, they start, they end in a different place. Than yeah, they start and but, and. I think horror films in general can sometimes get away with that by going like everything's terrible by the yeah. end. You've Journey already had complete. This huge emotional response to the horror part yeah. that you don't need the you, you can skip out on the character stuff. Um, but I think really good horror movies can also do that as well. Which I think Fear Street has been doing. Yeah, we'll have to watch the third yeah. one of Fear Street. You yeah. still haven't watched 
like, hey, I used to be meek and useless, but now I'm strong. And I'm like, oh, what if this is like the the like unexpected arc? Is he's like, yeah, let's do it. Torch the house and run away. Like that would have been interesting, but no, he has to stay with the the best friend girl across the street trope because that's what is expected. That's really what the movie was. The whole movie was expected. Yeah. Um, everything in the trailer happened yep. exactly as I expected it to and resolved in much the same way. Yep. Which is fine. It's fine. All right. I think that's all I got to say. All right. Well, you want to tell them about the Patreon? Oh, I would love to tell them about our Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash five degrees where you can support us on a per episode basis to help us pay for things like hosting costs and you know movies that we watch i guess and our domain uh which we pay for with proceeds from the patreon which is five degrees between dot us so you know you can go there and listen to us there or in your favorite podcatcher but if you like the show, you want to support it, you want to help us make more, even though it will always be free, you can support us by giving us a couple bucks per episode at patreon.com slash five degrees. It is per episode, and you can put a monthly cap on it. So if we make too many episodes, you can say, no, I'm not giving you that much money. And we're cool with that. We get it. Anything is appreciated. Even just telling your friends about us. You do get a couple of perks. Two, count them, two perks. You get a list of movies we did not watch. Because uh, I often give Amy a list of movies to pick from, uh, and then she picks one, and then we watch it, and then sometimes we make a podcast about it, and sometimes we don't. True. Uh, and the other perk you get is you get extra unedited episodes, which is the same episodes, but they're even less edited. I put <laughs> less work into them. From the moment the mic goes on to the moment the mic goes off, you can hear us talking uh, to and about our cat. Or other things that are happening. Is it she's a worthwhile perk? Yeah, she's asleep, I guess. Is it a worthwhile perk? I don't know. I think the real perk is the friends we made along the way by supporting our Patreon. I think that was all the things. That sounded like... It sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rate us, review us, like and subscribe, comment below. Wait, we're not on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, YouTube really removed the downvote button, the dislike button. Ah, uh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep, yep. And then Twitter added one. Oh, those tomatoes. <laughs> those tomatoes. <laughs> that's a good place reference yeah. for those who aren't listening to the unedited version. Yeah, if you if you uh, support us on Patreon, you can understand what that joke's about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> if you watch The Good Place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.